1: This is The Drive Show, with Peter Vlahos. Feeling alright? Yes, uh, welcome back. Uh, Shortly, Darcy Shorts can have a chat to us from the WA cricket team. By the way, in that match, ended up in a draw. As we know, WA made 466 in their first innings. And Victoria declared at four for 616. Peter Hanscom, 282 not out. Thank you very much. And at one stage... WA in a bit of trouble though, about three for 19, five for 122 before Hilton Cartwright and Darcy Short came together to just steady the ship a fraction. Uh, Darcy Short made 39 not out and Hilton Cartwright 76 not out. But early on they'd lost Bancroft for six, Wiley for two, and also um, Whiteman for two. In fact, sorry, Wiley for 11. Whiteman for two and Bancroft for six and were struggling somewhat uh, at three for 19, as I mentioned earlier, but they steadied the ship and got out of trouble. And with a draw in that match, just the uh, ICC T20 World Cup matches, the first rounders. Uh, Earlier today, Sri Lanka beat the Netherlands. We spoke to Ryan Campbell, the coach of the Netherlands on the program last night. And in the end, it was Sri Lanka by 16 runs. And the Netherlands, chasing 163 for victory. Sri Lanka made six for 162. Batted out the 20 overs, but could only muster nine for 146. So they wait now nervously to see if they progress through to next week's ICC World T20 round, being the second round, or the Super 12s as they term it, because the United Arab Emirates are taking on Namibia. And the UAE currently three for 113 in the 17th over being played down there in Geelong. Three for 113 in the 17th over against Namibia. And then we will find out what that game is completed, which two teams from that group will progress through to the Super 12s. But joining us now, by the way, an early wicket for the Scorchers too in uh, the match being played at the WACA, the WBBL, uh, the Melbourne Stars, who were put into bat uh, one for one after eight balls, one for one after eight balls. It's uh, coming up 17 past five. Uh, it certainly was a pretty tough four days of cricket at the Junction Oval in Melbourne and joining us is WA All-Rounder in Darcy Short. Darcy, thanks for your time. Good, mate. Thanks for having me. That was hard work over those four days, wasn't it, there at the Junction Oval? You're playing basically Aye. in a driveway.
0: Yeah, it definitely was hard work. Yeah. Um especially when you haven't played a four-day game for oh, close to six to eight months. So, um, no, it was, it was hard work, but, um, yeah, it was
1: a good toil. A bit nervous at one stage uh, today. As we know, Victoria declared that massive total of, what, four for 616. And at one stage, we well, were, what, three for 19, five for 122 and still behind. So, all of a sudden, did the players get a bit nervous about what was transpiring?
0: Uh, I don't know about the other boys but um I felt pretty comfortable going out there and batting And Um, I know if I stuck to stuck to my plans, I I felt like, um yeah, we we were gonna we were gonna see it out, but um you never know on, on day four we could some some sometimes some things can happen and um yeah we we I guess batted out well for me. Hilti batted out well for a
1: drawing, yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, Hilton Cartwright, 76 not out. Darcy Short, 39 not out. You did bat well at the end. I heard that that Hilton came in for a bit of uh, treatment, uh, copped a few on the body, I believe.
0: Yeah, Hilti just um, tried to be a brick wall. Um, probably trying to soften that ball up, but um, with the ball hitting him, but I guess um, yeah, he just had a game plan and, and stuck to it and
1: um, Yeah, it was good to watch. I'm fascinated. Uh, You know, I've played cricket for many years, but not at the level yourself. But how Peter Hanscom can make 281 not out, Sam Harper 132 not out. They declared at lunch, and how things could change so much uh, after lunch, with WBA losing three quick wickets, and as I said, at one stage, 522, the Vicks were sniffing possibly an unlikely victory. How can the dynamics of a game change so quickly?
0: Uh, I guess cricket's a funny game, isn't it? Um you play it for four days, sometimes you get a draw that doesn't even look like having a chance and then um you get to get to days like today where they get a bit of a sniff, they get an early wicket and um they get their towers up. Uh and yeah, like some like things can just happen in a in a hush in a ru- hurry, sorry, and then um yeah, I don't know, but I never felt like. To me, I never felt like we were we were always we under the pump that much. It was just, I just knew that if you know, I bad for long enough, then
1: um, it was always going to figure out in the end. You bowled twenty overs, took none for hundred and two. Was there anything in the track at all for you?
0: Uh a little, but not anything that's going to scare batters really. Um, like it was, it was quite wide. And I had to come around the wicket to try and hit it most of the time. There was nothing nothing in the middle of the wicket to to try and get anything out of. Um, But once you get to the ball that's 60 or 70 overs old, like it's pretty soft, so um, it doesn't really really do much off the wicket anyway.
1: When you look at young Corey Roccacioli, he bowled 45.2 overs, uh, took the one wicket, uh, won for 154. A young man, but I reckon he'll still be feeling every muscle in his body tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah, he might do
0: tonight I think. Um, but young Rocky's he's, he's he's very uh very all about his recovery and he's been in the ice bath every every day this week and um looking after himself. But he um he definitely loves bowling so I think he might just play it off and say he's all he's all good and um keep going. I reckon if you ask him tomorrow to bowl another fifteen he probably will.
1: I was just going to ask you, how do you see his development? Of course, this week you got the invitation to join the Melbourne Renegades in the Big Bash competition, which is terrific for young uh, Corey. Tell us about your thoughts on his development and where he's likely to go after, of course, taking on a huge responsibility today to bowl 45-plus overs.
0: Yeah, I think he's come in leaps and bounds in the last couple of years um, and then showing, I guess, over these four days that he's pretty reliable and then... I think he was going for less than um, under threes there for, for 45 overs. So um, although he didn't really beat the rewards of, of taking more than one wicket, um, I think he bowled very well. And um, yeah, he, he, he's got a, got a nice variation. And um, I think him him signing with the Renegades is only going to um, give him that more
1: experience to to I guess bowl with a white ball as well, mm. um, and, and just give him more opportunities. Of course, you've got a day off tomorrow. Then you play a, a one-day match, the Australia Cup match, against the Vicks on Saturday. Uh, you're probably looking forward to just taking it easy tomorrow. Uh,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, definitely in the morning. I'll probably still come and have a hit tomorrow and get it the wide ball mode. And then, um, yeah, it would be pretty easy and, and, and legs off. I would have thought, for most people.
1: And then, of course, not far away is the Big Bash, and you're going again for the Hobart Hurricanes. You've been there since the season of... 2016, 2017. What sort of squad have you assembled uh, this time around?
0: Oh, I think it's a pretty good squad. Um, we're a bit of left field with our overseas signings, with three Pakistanis, but I think it's um, I think it's a good one, and um, it definitely a variety of, of players that we've got, and um,
1: yeah, hopefully we can we can put it all together this year and um,
0: bring them a title.
1: Tell us about your experience uh, around the globe. You played at Durham, Hampshire, and and the Trent Rockets. Tell us about the Trent Rockets.
0: Yeah, it was uh, definitely an interesting way of playing cricket. I think it's just a still kind of like a T Twenty, but you bowl ten balls from from one end, and uh, I guess if you, if you get the same bowler bowling ten balls, it can it can go pretty quickly from you, and um, the game changes in, in a hurry, and um, I guess you just don't have that lull like you do sometimes in T twenty cricket where battles feel like they got a bit of time to get themselves in. I think you you don't have as much time as what you think in, you know, hundred ball and um you kind of have to have to go pretty much straight away which is which I think I like and it's quite exciting for the fans.
1: So you don't you don't mind the format?
0: No, I don't mind it at all. Um I think it's something a little bit different and um yeah, I think it's definitely here to stay, especially in the UK. Um I think they all love it over there and Um, the boys that have played it love it as well, so um, I think it's a good format.
1: Yeah, and the 100's really taken off to the point of view where all of a sudden they're going to try and cram in the Ashes series so it doesn't encroach on time where they can play the 100. It's really taken off in the UK, hasn't it? Yeah, I think I like that in terms of trying to have your, um, I guess your
0: international players playing in it as well and and making it a bit stronger. Um, Obviously hard for us when we've got um, test matches on as well, so we can't have everyone playing in it. But um, yeah, I think I think it's definitely something that they want wanted to want to keep trying. And- do is give the, uh, the level of, of players in their playing and having their international players or their hardcore half, half, half players playing.
1: Yeah, and of course, the Trent Rockets were the 120-22 champions. But it would have been, definitely would have been nice and uh, to be there for, for the win this year, but, uh, but I wasn't there, unfortunately. Yeah, and no doubt you welcome any other opportunity to play in the 100 again uh, going forward? Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, I think mean, it's a great place to go play cricket, especially when we've got a, uh, the off-season here and... Um, I, I love playing county cricket over there and especially with T20s in the T20s and the Vitaly Dice
1: and also the 100. You've done a ride right for a boy that was born in Catherine, spent some time in Darwin, went to Adelaide and settled in Perth. You've done okay, Darce, so congratulations on your cricket so far and good luck for the match on Saturday. Thanks, mate. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, nice to have a chat to you, Darce. Uh, das is sure joining us here on a Drive with Peter Vlahos on this Wednesday. It's overcast Wednesday, but as I mentioned, I don't think we're going to get... Too much rain at all. At one stage, we're looking up to five mils. Now it's back to one mil, possibly, tomorrow. So with a bit of luck, you may not get anything. And we're looking forward, of course, uh, for it to be nice and dry on Saturday when the ICC T20 campaign kicks off here in Perth with England against Afghanistan. Uh, i tell you what, the United Arab Emirates are going bang, bang, bang. They've clobbered a couple of sixes here in the final over, and now they are sitting quite comfortably, and they're certainly putting up a competitive total, three for 133 against Namibia in the final over. So if they keep going, they could probably post around about maybe one mid-140s, even close to 153 for 133, five balls to go, and uh, we'll give you the uh, full-time after 20-over score for the UAE in just a moment. All right, uh, just before we take a break, we've got something very special on the other side of the break. I'm going to introduce Jimmy Williams, my producer, onto the program. Now, Greg Smith, for 20 years, has been a cartoonist. And, of course, when West Perth won the grand final, he put together a caricature, And guess who's featured in it? Jimmy Williams. Now, I'm going to throw a question out to everybody now, and I'm going to throw it to Jimmy. If you were offered a jersey signed by every player in the team and it was given to you, which team, regardless of getting this jersey with everybody signing it, you would still not support them? You would still not support them, even though you'd have a great piece of memorabilia. Hypothetically, if I gave Jimmy an East Perth jumper signed by all the players, would he? support East Perth, or would he say, I'll never, ever support that club regardless of what you give me? So I'd like to hear from you, is there any shirt, Guernsey, singlet that you could possibly get, but regardless of getting it, you would never support that club because you just don't like them? Give us your thoughts, 0487 736 736, 0487 736 736. That's on the Temper at Bed Shed text line. I'd love to hear from you, our listeners, if there's one club that you would never be able to support regardless of all the memorabilia and gifts that they would give you, including signs, singlets, jerseys... As I said, uh, memorabilia of all sorts. Uh, love to hear from you. 0487 736, 736. And as we leave the cricket, uh, as we know, Josh Inglis has been ruled out of the T20 World Cup because of that freak uh, hand injury, suffered while playing golf, and it's now opened the door. As we know, Cameron Green has been brought into the squad. As we go to the break, the Australian coach, Andrew McDonald, spoke about Cameron Green. Yeah, he's definitely a discussion point that um, anyone
0: that can sort of bat anywhere in the order and can give you a few handy overs, can give you a different walk if something were to go wrong um, with your top seven batters. So they're definitely in the discussion. Um, we've seen Nathan Ellis as well. Um, and then you've got the, the list of wicked keeper batsmen that, that are in domestic cricket at the moment, um, which uh, would include McDermott, Phillippe and, and Alex Carey, um, the one-day international keeper. So there's a few people to discuss, um, but we've just got to get our heads around what the scenario would look like w- without a backup keeper if we feel as though there's too much risk and that then clearly we'll head down that line of, of choosing one of those wicked givers.